What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. We are back in the Brita Water Filter Studio. Uh, today's episode, we are previewing the Super Bowl a little bit. Um, I wanted to go through some of the players who I think um, may be worth looking into their cards uh, and who you can pick up maybe today, and I think maybe look into some guys for to get some Super Bowl bumps. Um you know, as as most of you know, uh, the a lot of the NFL and football cards are run by the quarterbacks. So I mean, I'll first I'll I can start with the quarterbacks. Um, we've got obviously Patrick Mahomes, uh, and then we have Jimmy G. And Patrick Mahomes, I was looking into it a little bit um, yesterday or the day before, and hit, so his silver. I mean, as I think as I talked about this a little bit right right after the conference championship games, but. His his rookie card, basically his rookie twenty eight sorry twenty seventeen prism. They only made silvers for rookies that year, so you're only going to be able to find rookies of or rookie silvers of Patrick Mahomes. There's no base, so you, there's not really a um, a differentiate uh, differ. No, that's not the word. There's no way to differentiate between like his base or his silver because they only made the silver. Now. What's a, a card that I was looking into that maybe is a potential alternative would be his Panini Select. So Select does have silver prisms, and they do have regular, or not regular, but base. So there are, there's basically the two different versions. So if you don't know how Select itself works, there is three different versions of Select there. I think there's only, a, there's 100 cards on the checklist, or no, there's 100 players on the checklist, but each player has three different cards and each of the cards varies in print run. So there's a couple different versions. I believe in NFL there is field level, um, and I forget what the other other ones are called, but there's basically three different ones. I'm going to look it up right now, actually, and just check. So there is uh, there's Concourse, which is 30 per box. So that's basically the that's the base set, essentially. And then there's uh, Premier Level, which is comes in 10 per box. So that one's a little bit short printed. And then there's Field Level, which there's one in six packs. So if there's, I think there's 24. I don't know how, I'm not sure why they did it this way. I'm looking at uh, Cardboard Connection, and they are explaining the difference between all of the the base the base sets and then each of the each of the levels or each of the tiers of cards has their own uh silver tricolor blue maroon orange tie-dye gold green black um and then there's a die cut so essentially that is one option and if you had been buying those cards before the playoffs uh no not before the playoffs you bought them before the conference championship game you basically would have doubled your money already which is Interesting that his cards, I think both the Prism and the uh, Select kind of went up, not at the same rate. Like, I think the Select the select went up the rate of it a little bit higher than the, pr- the Prism. If I remember correctly, I think the Prisms before the playoffs started for Patrick Mahomes were around 800, and now they're up to 1,600. And I was looking at the Select before the conference championship game and then now and now i'm seeing they're selling in the 350 to 400 dollar range and you could have been buying them before the conference championship in uh, in july at some point you could have been buying them for around like 150 or 160 so i mean that's a, still a decent option those are up to about 350 
Um, so those have obviously gone up as well. And as you kind of see, go through the tiers of the different cards, obviously finding those PSA tens are going to be more expensive. And I think I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't check the, um, I didn't check the non, the raw version, which actually I'll just do that right now. Just so might as well. Uh, the raw version of that Patrick Mahomes. Oops. Nope. Panini select. Let's see how quickly I can find it. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to, I guess, hold on, actually. Let me quickly, quickly see if I can search for Panini 2017. Panini select Patrick Mahomes. Um, you can find them raw for... Um, PSA 9s looks like they're selling for about 100. Um, PSA 9, about 130. The... Looks like the field level one went for a hundred. Um, I'm not seeing any raw. Oh, so 65 for the. Looks like 65 for the base, like the regular version of the select. And, you know, I select. I think is a decent option if you're looking for a alternative. Like the select hasn't come out for basketball yet, but if I had to guess, I'd say the Zion's will probably be. Probably be in the. I mean, they'll probably be where the start. They'll probably need the thirty to forty dollar range for the ungraded uh, Zion's once Select comes out for basketball. Now over to the NFC with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo, his cards are interestingly low. If I'm going to be completely honest, now a lot of people, I think the spread right now is one and a half for the Chiefs. Um, so, or it's been, it's been kind of fluctuating between half a half a point and then one and a half for the chiefs. Um, but so the interesting thing is like, I feel like if those cards and maybe people are looking at them and saying, well, Jimmy G didn't, the, the, the running game was much more prominent, uh, for the chiefs than the passing game which obviously with Jimmy G with the passing, um, is cause he's the quarterback. So maybe that's one reason why the prices are a little bit lower uh, another reason is that there is a Panini Prism, but there's also a Topps Chrome version. So the Topps Chrome, I think, has like refractors and silvers and stuff like that. But then the Prism, if you're looking for those cards, uh, they do have like a couple different variations, which I wasn't – when I looked into it, I couldn't figure out why the – so there was – the one that I saw was the one that's him with the ball in the left hand. Um, and that's the one that I saw the most of. So I'm guessing maybe there was like a short printed photo variation, but it didn't seem like there was that much of a price difference when I was looking. And I don't know if maybe somebody noticed and they've been buying more of the more of one rather than the other. But when I was looking, I didn't see much of a price difference between the because um, and the, the picture was basically just him facing another direction. Now, if you're looking for those cards, I think they're, they're coming from 2014. And then I think, so 2015, I believe, was the last year that Topps made uh, football cards, which was the, I believe, if I'm correct here, it was the Andrew Luck, no, no, it was the Jameis Winston um, Marcus Mariota draft, which has been an inter interesting draft, in my opinion, because, like, I don't know if Marcus Mariota, I mean, I don't, I think based off of how well the Titans did once Marcus Mariota wasn't the quarterback, I'd say maybe he just isn't that good, but... I think he I think he also does have I don't know maybe he's just not that good. I guess he was a high pick so like they held on to him for a while and they kind of tried to ride it out and see what would happen. And I think he's maybe just maybe just isn't the right guy. Now, 
Who are some other players on these two teams that I think you could buy and could have uh, could have a little bit of return? I mean, I think it really will depend on who who like the MVP is like. And I, I would say if you're looking at the next position, that's probably closest for these two teams would be the tight ends. Now, Greg Kittle and Travis Kelsey are probably two of the top. I'd say they're probably number one and two next. And then there's also like Zach Ertz is in that top uh, conversation. Um, I mean, Gronk obviously was not anymore, but you look at tight ends in the league and they're, I mean, easily top in the top five, but like, I'd say they're almost probably one and two. Now Kittle obviously is a guy who very, uh, crazy kind of personality similar to Gronk. Now I'm not going to compare them to Gronk because I think Kittle's only been in the league for a few years and maybe, uh, I will wait to see what happens with Kittle to see if Gronk and him are kind of more similar going down the road. Uh, Kelsey, on the other hand, you know, I think he has a very interesting off-the-field kind of lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle off the field, let me reverse those words there. He isn't, he's, he is one of the best players on the field when he's on the field, but then when he's off the field, he has... Um, he is very open, like, in the public eye, like, does a lot of stuff, like, is in commercials, stuff like that. And you don't usually – sometimes you don't see that uh, with athletes who are maybe of his stature, like, have a person – like, have, and it's weird to say have a personality, but I feel like the NFL almost kind of, like, frowns upon players that have, like, a personality. Um, and they kind of try to put people in – they try to put players into, like, a box to say, like, yeah, sure. And I think Gronk was one of the first players that really kind of broke out of that box as a position player and kind of acted in a way that wasn't um, just cut and dry. I'm going on the field and being the best player. And I think Kittle is very similar. I think he has a very – like, Kittle and Kelsey are similar in the fact that they have personalities that aren't just like, oh, I'm here to play football. I'm – I'm here to maybe entertain a little bit, and I think that's a good thing for the NFL, and especially it's a good thing to have those two players in this type of game. Now, we're switching over to defense a little bit here, and defensively, I would say the only two players that you really, I, mean, I guess, so the three players that you could look at, I'd say that will probably impact the game will be uh, Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman for the 49ers, and then I'd say uh, Tyron Matthew is a player that, has a interesting backstory because he got in some trouble in college and he was the honey badger and then he goes to the Texans and then he played for I believe he played for the Cardinals and he was a high draft pick and I don't think I don't remember if he got in trouble while he was in the pros but in college he did and he's totally turned it around I mean he's like he's one of those players that you like look out for when you are like watching the games and you're like is he gonna make a play and he just goes out there and he just hits hits pretty hard now on the other side, on the 49ers side, you've got Nick Bosa, who's a rookie this year. So I think Nick Bosa probably has some of the best defensive rookie cards you can buy from this past year. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year, I'm pretty sure, for the Sporting News, which is one of the big publications that does some, does these types of awards. Uh, and then, then the other player who has a personality off the field, and I would say is one of my favorite, uh, used to be one of my least favorite players, is now one of my favorite players uh, off the field is Richard Sherman, and Richard Sherman obviously I think what I, you know I think it was before the Patriots Super Bowl that I didn't like him, but then when you saw what happened in that Super Bowl and the Patriots obviously got the, the the interception at the goal line there, 
uh, and you saw Richard Sherman's face, and that was just one of the best moments, I think, of that NFL season. Obviously, because the Patriots won. Uh, if I'm a Seattle fan, I'm obviously sick to my stomach when something like that happens. But uh, Richard Sherman is a guy that I think probably will have some impact in this game. Uh, let me just take a little look here. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill isn't a guy that I... I mean, he's obviously a really good athlete, but I'm not, I don't really like him personally that much. Um he like he's had some some spats with the Patriots like there was the game where he like got beer thrown on him and then I think he like sued or something like that that, that could be incorrect but like I know the Patriots the Patriots fan got like kicked out and I think he might have got banned from the stadium too which kind of is obviously unfortunate but shouldn't be throwing beer on players I feel like that I feel like that goes without saying um now Tyreek Hill is a player he probably will have some sort of an impact in this game uh, it's really offense versus defense. So like you look at the chiefs offense and the thing, I mean, the thing with NFL cards is that makes it a little bit tough to collect and well, not tough to collect. It's easy, makes it easy to collect if you want to collect, but it makes it harder to invest is that you're really only looking at like offensive players. And like to that point, you're really only looking at quarterbacks. So like when you look at like a Nick Bosa or you look at even like a Travis Kelsey or a Greg Kittle, um, like their cards don't have much value, which I'm not sure if that'll ever change. Um, you know, I think the quarterbacks have the most, they touch the ball on every single play, or at least most, uh, mostly every single play, if it's not like a wildcat. But so they're the ones that are like in the limelight. I mean, even in the NFL, like they really have changed the rules to kind of cater to cater to quarterbacks a little bit more. So you see like when... So that's why when I talk about NFL cards, it's mostly quarterback stuff. Like, because it's almost, it's honestly not even really worth like going into other positions. Like before the season, I was looking into like Ezekiel Elliott cards and like even running backs who were the top running backs in the league. Not like running backs who were in some of the top 10, like undervalued guys. Like you could get undervalued guys who were the top player at their position, like Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott. I was looking at their cards and they were like 20 to 30 to $40. Like I was seeing them range between like, and that was, that's kind of where I started to realize, like, I don't know how interested I am in NFL cards. Um, just because like, there's no, there's not much diversity between like what players cards, like who, like the, it's and it's because it's run by the quarterbacks, which is the league is run by quarterbacks. And I figure you figure wide receivers might have a little bit or defensive backs, but it's mostly the defensive backs that kind of maybe are making plays out there. Like I could see Nick Bosa. Like if you're getting if you're getting any types of cards of players who aren't like quarterbacks, like you're and you want to buy like higher end, like I would. That's what I would suggest. Like looking into Panini Prism or like if you're looking into like Don Russ or Optic there's not much value. Like if you're going to, if you're going to look into players who aren't quarterbacks in the NFL, it's probably better to like, look at, uh, patches, well, maybe not patches, but autos for sure. Um, and the, you know, the thing is for me, I don't look into that type of stuff. So unfortunately, like I don't want to give any, give more kind of suggestions other than like, that's what you could look into. I mean, the one product you could 
that you probably could find these cards, and they're basically the best cards you can get of this certain player would be National Treasures, uh, Flawless, Impeccable. I mean, all of the higher-end products that Panini comes out with are the ones that you should be looking into if you're looking into buying autographs or RPAs or stuff like that. Now, my prediction for the game. I think the... You know, you look at last year's Super Bowl, and you had the you had the Patriots offense basically versus the the Rave or uh, the uh, Rams defense. And I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, so I was obviously rooting for the Patriots. But like, it was just, like as a Patriots fan, I'm glad they won. But that was one of the worst Super Bowls I think in modern Super Bowl, like in modern Super Bowl history, to be honest. Thirteen to three was just. It was just a punt fest after punt after punt after punt. So, I mean, I figure this this game should be a little bit more interesting. I don't – like last year, I think the spread was like three, I'm pretty sure. Now, the Patriots won by 10 because it was 13 to three. Um, and this year, it's like – it's been fluctuating between a half a point and one and a half points for the spread for the Chiefs. And I don't know. I think the Chiefs probably will win. I'd say that's probably what's best for the NFL. Um, now, I don't know if the... I, I have... I After the Patriots lost, I angrily made a post that I said that I thought the NFL was rigged for money. Now, I don't 100% believe that, but I 75% believe that. So, I'll look at who I think the NFL wants to win here and make my prediction off of that. I think the NFL wants Patrick Mahomes to win. Um, I think if you look at a lot of the like commercials and stuff that Patrick Mahomes has done, like for whatever reason, like Jimmy G, like he, I don't know. It's weird because I also think that maybe Jimmy G having that Patriots kind of blood in him that he might be able to pull it out. I don't know. So I'm, I, my, I guess my prediction is that I think it's going to be a good game, but I think it could go either way. And I think that's pretty much what most of the experts are saying. Like if you just even, even Vegas is saying that like with the, it, sometimes you'll see Super Bowls in like the three to four range. And I think that's where you kind of see the, the money starts skewing in one way or the other. But from what I've seen, a lot of people are kind of on the fence about who they're going to pick. Now, my prediction, like I said, I think it'll be a good game. I think, it's either going to be a Chiefs blowout or the 49ers are going to win close. Now, that's my prediction, I think. I don't see if, – if the, if the Chiefs are going to win, they have to score a lot of points. And if the 49ers are going to win, they have to stop the Chiefs from scoring a lot of points. And I don't see either way happening. I don't see the 49ers scoring a lot of points and blowing the Chiefs out because their offense is basically more of a run, uh, run style. So, like – you know, I just think that now I just gave you a prediction of both sides, though, so I can't be wrong here, um, unless the 49ers blow them out or the Chiefs win it close. I don't know. I think the 40, we've seen the Chiefs come back from big deficits, so I really, I, I think I keep saying Chiefs, so I think I'd say, the, I think the Chiefs are probably going to win, um, and I think that's going to be my prediction. That's what I'll say. The Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the 49ers, I mean, coming back from a 4-12 and season to make it to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's obviously huge. Losing your quarterback is obviously, that's what led to the terrible season for them. But for the most part, I'd say if I'm a 49ers fan, obviously you don't want to lose the Super Bowl. But, like, I'm happy that we made enough progress that we're playing in the Super Bowl. 
And I guess maybe you look at that and you say, well, that's what Rams fans were saying last year. And then look what happened to the Rams this year. Um, I think what happened to the Rams this year was that they got absolutely demolished by the Patriots and in the Super Bowl. And I think that actually affected them this year more than I think people want to admit. Um, I think that like they game plan for two weeks and the Patriots literally dominated the whole entire game on both sides of the ball, which granted on offense, they dominated in the fact that they were able to move the ball fairly easily and then would punt it. But like on offense, like I don't even know, like I don't even think Jared Goff had more than 150 yards passing, like, and Todd Gurley obviously being hurt. That doesn't help them at all. But at the same time, like they game plan for two weeks and the Patriots just dominated. So I think that's what ended up happening. And I don't know, you look at like the coaching, and I think Andy Reid also kind of has more of a. This will be if he wins. I think this will be his second Super Bowl with another team, and I don't know if that's the first time that's ever happened, but it could be. And I think Andy Reid has kind of had a little bit of redemption here because he's been known for kind of mismanaging and being a scatter kind of coach and not really knowing what he's doing at that end of the half or at the end of the games. And that's kind of what's led to some of these losses for the chiefs. Um, but the chiefs have just dominated. And I mean, they really came down the stretch hot. Like the Patriots did the complete opposite. They sucked down the stretch. The, the chiefs came in hot during the came in hot all the way. Like basically these last like three, four games and then into the playoffs, they have just been really on fire since Patrick Mahomes basically came back from his injury. And like, that's kind of, you think of the chiefs suit. You should think of the chiefs season itself. And you look at the Patrick Mahomes injury and he's supposed to be out for the year. And then he comes back in three weeks. So it's like the chief, it almost feels like, and I root for, the story, I guess, and that's not um, – if, if I don't have a root – if I don't have a team in the game, uh, I'd rather root for the story of what is happening. So I would rather root for the redemption of Patrick Mahomes, like to come back from last year and lose in the AFC Championship game at home and then get injured at the beginning of the season and then come back and then have a home playoff game and then, and then host the – and then come back from 24 points down in the divisional round. And then it almost feels like what the Patriots did. It almost feels like what the Patriots did and do whenever they're making Super Bowl runs. So that's why I'm, I think my, my prediction is going to be the Chiefs. There we go. Chiefs are going to win. Now, one and a half, it, do they win by more than one and a half? I would say I think they do. Now, one and a half isn't that high. If it's a point, if it's if it's, if it's a pick 'em or if it's point five, and you can get that, I would definitely take that because, like, if they win the game, they're obviously going to win by more than a point. Like, they can't not win by more than a point. So, um, that's where I think that's what I think was going to happen this weekend. So, uh, that's going to be it for the episode today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl uh, last football game of the year until <sighs> September. Jeez, that's kind of a far, it's far away. It's like seven, eight months. So enjoy, enjoy the last few um, moments of the NFL until they come back for next year. Uh, get ready. Baseball season's right around the corner. Don't worry, everybody. Basketball season's in full force. Hockey is going on it's full, full force right now. Uh, but that's going to be it for the episode. So everybody, go to my Instagram. Go to the link in my bio. All the stuff is there. TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, merch. Zion filter, support the podcast, all that type of stuff. You can go into, you can go right there and check it all out. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, everybody. I will see you in the next one.